Just begin to worship God. Hallelujah. Worship him wherever you are, even right now. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Worship him through the pain that somebody may be feeling in their bodies right now. Worship him through the sickness that you may be battling with right now. Worship him through the situation that may look too hard right now. Just worship him. Hallelujah. Worship him through the struggle that you're battling with on this morning. Just begin to lift your hands wherever you are and give God your best praise on today. Hallelujah. Praise have a way of confusing the enemy. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just when the enemy may think that you're down to nothing, that lets you know that God is up to something. Thank you, Jesus, today. Oh, God, we just worship you this morning in the beauty of your holiness. Father, we thank you that this is the day that you have made. And we choose right now, oh God, to rejoice and to be glad in it. In spite of what anyone's situation on this line may be on today, God, you still are the great I am. Hallelujah. God, you are the God that is the same yesterday. The same today and forevermore, God. So we just embrace your Lordship even now, God. In the midst of the struggle, God, we still embrace you as God. Hallelujah. We know, God, that according to your word, that all things shall work together for our good just because we love you, God, and you called us according to your purpose, Lord. So, God, on this morning, we take authority even over the atmosphere on this morning, God. We take authority in our homes. We take authority on our jobs. We take authority even as someone may be driving down the road in their vehicle even now, God. We pray, God, strength for the journey that is ahead, God. For we know, God, that if you be for us, what can stand against us, God? So now, God, we ask you, Lord, that you would reposition our hearts, God. Open them now, Father. That you can speak to us, God, with clarity through your word, God. Oh, God, we thank you, God, that you've given us ears to hear what you want to say unto us on today. Speak a word, Lord, that will bring comfort, that will bring peace, that will bring encouragement to someone, oh, God, that may be walking around with a bowed down head. On this morning, God, I prophesy to every bowed down head, and I command you to lift your head in the name of Jesus that the King of glory can come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord God Almighty, the God that is mighty in battle. Hallelujah. You may be in the midst of a battle even right now, but God is saying victory, hallelujah, is yours for the asking. So God, we thank you on this morning, God, for victory. We thank you, God, for bringing us out with an outstretched arm on today, God. Move by your spirit, Lord. Touch each and every one, God, on today. Give them what it is that they are standing in the need of right now, oh God. For we know that you are a God that knoweth all things, Father God, and there is nothing that is too hard for the Lord. So wherever you are on this morning, encourage yourself. Speak to your situation and tell the adversary that there is nothing that is too hard for my God. Hallelujah. Oh God, we give you glory on today. 
We give you honor on today and we give your name the praise on today. Glory to God. I come by on this morning to just give you all a word of encouragement from the Lord. He said, it's going to be worth it. Oh, just begin to encourage yourself wherever you are that it's going to be worth it. Hallelujah. Whatever you're going through right now, you may not see the purpose in it. But God said it's worth it. The pain that you may be going through, God said it is worth it. The disappointments, God said it's going to be worth it. Hallelujah. He said the race is not given to the swift, nor is it given to the slumber, but it is given unto those that would endure to the end. Oh, I feel the help of God coming on on this morning. He is releasing on today endurance that you can keep on going on in the midst of your trial, in the midst of your tribulation, in the midst of your struggle. In the midst of your letdowns, in the midst of your disappointment, just hold on because it's gonna be worth it. Hallelujah. Turn, if you will, with me to the book of Romans, chapter number eight on this morning. Romans chapter number eight. I'm going to begin reading for your hearing from verse 18 through... Verse 28. And the word of the Lord says this. For I know with certainty that the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed to us. Uh huh. The eager expectation of the creation waits for the appearance of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to fatality, not willingly, but by the will of him who subject it, in hope that the creation itself also will be set free from its slavery to corruption into the glorious freedom of the children of God. We know that the whole creation groans and travails in pain together until now. Not only that, but we also, who have the first fruit of the Spirit, groan within ourselves while eagerly waiting for adoption, the redemption of our bodies. For we are saved through hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For why does a man still hope for what he sees? But if we hope for that which we do not see, we wait for it with patience. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. For we do not know what to pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groaning too deep for words. He who searches the heart knows what the mind of the spirit is because he intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. We know, you know, I know, everybody on this line this morning know not some things but that all things work together for the good of those who love God to those who are called according 
to his purpose. Tell yourself today, it's going to be worth it. Glory to God. We find here in this particular passage of scripture that the Apostle Paul is talking to the Roman church. And what he was telling them was he was trying to encourage them. Depending on what version of the Bible that you may be looking at, mine say, for I know with certainty. Yours may say, for I consider. Somebody else's may say, for I reckon that the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed to us. Tell yourself today, it's going to be worth it. When I read this particular passage of scripture, I just got overly excited because the Bible says that I know with certainty. That means that I know with surety, I know without a doubt, I know with my whole heart and with all my mind that what I'm going through right now at this present moment is not, is nothing. It, you can't even compare it to the glory, the power of God that is going to be manifested in us. Come on here, somebody. We should be giving God some praise right here, right now. The Bible goes on and it says, there is an eager expectation that's awaiting for the appearance of the sons of God. We as the people of God need to be expecting that God is going to do something great for us. Sometimes that situation that you may be dealing with, it may seem overwhelming. You may become frustrated. You may want to give up. You may want to throw in the towel, but we have to wait with eager expectation that the God of heaven is going to come through for you and for me. It says in verse 22, we know that the whole creation groans and travails and pain together until now. That let us know that we all are going through something. Your situation may be different than my situation. My situation is different than yours. Yours is different from the next person. So on and so forth. But we all have a situation that God is about to show up in the midst of. The Lord is saying, even in 1 Corinthians 15 and 58, that we've got to be steadfast and unmovable always abounding in the Lord. Hallelujah. In spite of what your situation is, people of God, don't give up. Never give up on the God that you serve. He said, there is nothing that is too hard for me. In the midst of the tears, in the midst of the sleepless nights, don't give up on the God that we serve. He went on and he was telling them, he said, therefore, my brethren, he said that we have to always abound in the Lord's work. Don't you think, don't I think that God know what he's doing? God is at work even in the midst of what we're going through, in the midst of our suffering. God is still at work because you know that 
your labor is not in vain in the Lord. So whatever we do for God, y'all, it's not in vain. Our prayers are not in vain. Our worship is not in vain. Our preaching and our teaching of the word is not in vain. When the Apostle Paul was talking to the Romans and the Corinthian church, he was trying to let them know that there's going to be times when you're going to have to go through situations that look bigger than you are. There's going to be times when you're going to go through things that you're not even going to understand. God, why did this happen to me? Why am I going through this? Why am I dealing with that? But the Lord is saying, why not you? Hallelujah. Why not you? Glory to God. He said, you got to have a steadfast spirit, people of God, in the time that we are in. When you have a steadfast spirit, you are confident in the God that you serve, but yet not arrogant. Uh-huh. You are confident because you know with certainty that what you go through in life is not worthy to be compared to what's going to happen when you come out of this thing. What God is going to do when he bring you through the through. I hear the God saying this one, I'm bringing you through. I'm bringing you through. I'm bringing you through this thing that you're going through right now. That's letting you know that whatever your situation is on today, it is temporary. It is not your permanent status and it is not going to be your outcome. You may be struggling right now. You may be dealing with some things right now. But that's not going to determine what God is about to do for you. He said it's going to be worth it. Hallelujah. So we should be encouraged right there to know that what I'm going through right now, I'm coming out of this thing victorious. And when I come out, I'm going to be more blessed. I'm going to be more anointed. I'm going to be more equipped. I'm going to be positioned. I'm going to be in right standing with God. Because this situation, my suffering right now is indicative of the move that God is about to do in your life on today. The Lord told me, he said, Apostle. He said, Romans 12 and 2, he said, <coughs> Do not be conformed. To the patterns of this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and prove what is the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. And when the Lord said that to me, I had to say, God, you mean to tell me that? I just lost not one parent, but two parents. And you telling me that, that it's going to be worth it for me? You mean to tell me, God, that you're saying to me with certainty that what I'm going through right now is nothing compared to what's going to be the outcome of this thing? I had to sit back and I had to say, wow, God, I'm sure you, some of you all on this line on this morning is saying, God, are you sure? 
But in order to be able to see that all things really are working for our good, you got to have a renewed mind. In the midst of your pain, you got to have a renewed mind to be able to see that the pain is working for your good. In the midst of your struggle, God said, I'm trying to teach you how to appreciate me more. In the midst of what you're going through, God said, I'm trying to teach you how to solely rely on me. Someone who is steadfast and someone who is unmovable. They learn to be appreciative of where they are and what God is doing at the moment. At that moment, people of God, at that moment. You see, sometimes we want God to do what we want God to do when we want God to do it. But God said, your timing is not my timing. He said, your ways are not even my ways. God said, your thoughts are not even my thoughts, says the Lord. But a person who has a steadfast spirit is upfront about what they do not know, but never wavers in a certain their ability to quickly learn new things and grow. I had to learn about what it means to truly grieve the loss of a parent. Many of you all have to learn quickly how to deal with your struggles. Many of you all have to learn how to quickly deal with the situation that may, that may be at hand. In the midst of going through a situation that may look upside down right now, in the midst of facing some trying times, you got to have the ability to quickly learn new things and to grow. I have to quickly learn how to adjust at life without having my mom and dad there. You have to quickly learn how to rebound from your setback. Oh, Whatever your setback may be, you may have made some wrong decisions in life. You may have went down the wrong road, but you now got to quickly learn how to deal with it. God says it's going to be worth it. Because if you never went through that situation that you're going through right now, you would never have known who God really is in on that level, in that magnitude. You would never really know that God can bring you through all things. You would never really knew him as your healer. You would never knew, really knew him as your Jehovah Jireh. In the midst of your suffering, people of God, that is where you learn the redemptiveness of God. That is where you really learn that he is whoever you need him to be. Glory to God. Someone who is steadfast learn to focus on God and not on their situation. If my mind was not renewed, people of God, I probably would have lost my mind losing two parents in two weeks. That's a lot to chew on. If your mind is not on God, in the midst of you going through what you're going through, that situation can overconsume you. In the midst of sickness, people of God, we got to keep our mind on God as a healer. He is a way maker. 
in the midst of you having situations that are burdensome, that's when you have to know that he is your burden bearer. He is your bridge over troubled waters. He is the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. He is the resurrected Savior. He is the great I Am. He is the Lily of the Valley. Come on here. He is the bright and the morning star. He is the Son of David. Hallelujah. He is the one, hallelujah, that came to earth. He was God yet wrapped in flesh. Hallelujah. To redeem the sons of God. Hallelujah. He is the one that will make a way for you out of nowhere. Glory to God. He is the God that will fight your battles for you. But if you never go through a situation, then how will you know the realness of the God that you serve? When you are steadfast, you will be able to press through opposition against adversity. When everything is against you, you come to realize because God is for me. This thing that I'm dealing with right here, it can't possibly overconsume me. It can't stand against me. In the midst of your suffering, that's when you got to give the devil the word. That is when you got to apply the blood of Jesus. In the midst of your struggle, then that's where you got to be tongue-talking, hallelujah. That's where you got to go into the realm of the spirit and tear down the demonic strongholds that rise itself against you. In the midst of your struggle, people of God, you've got to be able to push through with prayer. You've got to be able to push through with tenacity. You've got to be able to use the word of God as your weapon against the adversary that comes up against you when you are steadfast you've got to hold firm to your position and you've got to follow through with the tasks that are at hand glory to god you see it would have been easy for someone to say well i can't preach the word because i don't lost my mama and my father but god said you got to stand your position hallelujah and you got to follow through the tasks that are at hand. What have God assigned you to do? Do you find sometimes that your suffering, your situation prevent you from following through with the task that the Lord has given you? You got to stay firm to your purpose. You got to know what you was created to do. You got to know without a shadow of a doubt that you was created to worship him. You was created to serve him. You was created to spread the gospel of Jesus the Christ. Whatever your purpose is, hallelujah, don't be moved in this hour and in this season. You see, it's something about having a steadfast spirit. You don't give up easily. You don't throw in the towel with everything that come your way. You are steadfast. You stand boldly with your feet spread apart, just like a true soldier on the battlefield, because you realize that God got this thing. He got me. He got my situation because he created me with a purpose. That's why in Romans 8 and 28, it says that all things, we know that, it's going to work together for the good of those who love God. And if you love God, then it's already working for your good. It's already working for his glory. 
It says to those who are called according to what? His purpose. That's why I'm telling you today that when you have a steadfast spirit, you're not easily going to move from your purpose. Even though the kitchen sink may be thrown at you sometime, you still are going to stand firm in your purpose. You're also going to be sure of resolution, knowing that God is going to work it out. There is already a resolution, people of God, to your situation. There is already a solution to your problem. There is already a solution to your suffering. And that is, it's working for my good. Hallelujah. It's working for your good. God is saying today, don't waver. Don't get off post, people of God. Because you're going through something. Oh, You see, sometimes, people of God, when situations arise, we begin to waver. Because the enemy began to place a field day in our mind. We begin to throw a pity party. We begin to feel sorry for ourselves. We begin to question God. We begin to say, why me? We begin to say, well, I don't know and I don't understand how I got in this situation. But God said to you today, don't waver. It's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it. When you have a steadfast spirit, you are spiritually rooted and you are spiritually grounded. That means that you have a relationship with God. You know who he is. You know what he is capable of doing. And you're not about to let the enemy overconsume you. Because you are rooted and you are grounded in God. You've seen God bring you out of situations before. So you know that he can do it again. You're not easily tossed to and fro like what the Apostle Paul was talking about them. By every wind of doctrine and everything that sounds good. Because you have steadfast spirit. Satan wants nothing more for the people of God in this hour to believe that what you're going through is, first of all, bigger than God. He wants you to see your situation as hopeless without hope. He wants you to feel that God has left you. He wants you to think that God has forsaken you. He wants you to think that you're all by yourself, that you are alone and that nobody care about you. He wants you to begin to feel sorry for yourself. He wants you to go into depression. He wants you to be over consumed and overwhelmed. He wants you to think that God, I'm never going to come out of this state. He wants you to think that you're going to die in the state that you are in. But he sent you word on today. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, which says, Trust in who? In the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not unto your own understanding, people of God, but in all your ways acknowledge God and let him direct your path. You see, even in Proverbs, that is wisdom, there is a spiritual exchange, a spiritual transaction right now that is going on of us trusting in the Lord with all of our heart. And it says lean not to what we think or how we think a situation should be. 
Sometimes in the midst of our suffering, in the midst of our going through, we say, well, God, this shouldn't have been me. God, why didn't you pick somebody else? I, God, I didn't ask for this. God, I didn't bargain for this. God, are you sure about this? He said, lean not unto your own understanding. He said to do what? Acknowledge him. Acknowledge that God, I know you're doing something. God, I know you're working in me. God, I know that you're in the midst of this sickness right now. This sickness will not be unto death. God, I know that you are teaching me some, some principles and some values in the midst of my struggle right now. See God, people of God, in the midst of your struggle. I was thinking about this thing when God was dealing with me about that. He said, don't you know that the suffering of this present time is nothing compared to what I'm going to do in you and through you? Had you not went through what you went through, people of God, if had you not be going through what you're going through right now, you may have never learned to trust God on that level. Sometimes, people of God, you literally almost got to hit rock bottom to trust God on another level. Sometimes, people of God, God allow you to go through what you go through to bring you closer to him. Sometimes we get so busy that the Lord say, I got to let you go through a little something so you can slow down, so you can hear from me. This next move of that I'm going to do in your life. It's going to be great, people of God. It's going to be good. Jeremiah 29 and 11 says, I know the thoughts that I have for you, says the Lord. And that is hope. We got hope in the Lord. And we got what? A good future in the Lord. That was Jeremiah prophesying what um, the Apostle Paul was talking to about to the Romans and to the Corinthians. He said, don't you know what my plans are for you? It's going to be worth it for you to go through what you're going through. Victory is coming as you go through what you go through. And when you get to the end of this thing, we will have a greater appreciation of who God is. We'll have a greater understanding of the God that we serve. Sometimes in life, people of God, he have you to go through what you go through. To get you in the right position of fellowship. Oh, Sabashanda with him. Sometimes our fellowship can be off with God. So he has to let us suffer through some things. He has to allow us to go through some things that a resolution can come forth. It's going to be worth it. Hallelujah. I want to encourage somebody on today. Don't take no shortcuts with God. Because a shortcut is going to end on a on a dead end road go through your process of going through what you gotta go through and in the midst of don't wait until you come out to praise god but praise him while you're going through in your valley in your low experiences praise your way through hallelujah give him praise glory to god anyhow let god know that god you still are a good god and in the midst of me losing both of my parents, I still speak well of God. 
Because God doesn't make any mistakes, people of God. And when we come to understand that God don't make no mistakes, hallelujah, you get a greater revelation and a greater understanding of knowing that I can be sure that what I'm going through right now is going to be worth it. Whatever you're going through right now, tell yourself there's glory after this. There is a prophetic decree that you're decreeing over your life that there is glory after this. Sickness, there's glory after this. Financial struggles, there is glory after this. Joblessness, there is glory after this. Homelessness, there is glory after this. Family problems, <clears throat> oh yes, there's glory after this. Letdowns, there's glory after this. It's working for your good and it's working for his glory. Aren't you glad to know that people of God on today that trouble don't last always? It's working for your good. All things, the heartache, the pain, the breakdowns, the very situation that seems so complex even right now. God is saying today that I'm repositioning you for the glory. He says, I'm repositioning you. I was like, God, why would you reposition us? Because sometimes we're not ready for the glory. We're not ready for the power of God to be manifest in us. We're not ready for it. So he got to get us in the right position. And when he repositioned us, <coughs> now we're open to what God wants to do. Now we are receptive unto our struggles. Come on here, somebody. Are you receptive to what you're going through? Or are you fighting against the prick? Are you murmuring and complaining against the pricks? Are you grumbling against the pricks? Are you feeling sorry for yourself against the pricks? I'm here to let you know on today, according to the word of God, he said, the very situation that you're dealing with, God already knew that the time was going to come. He said in verse number 29 in Romans 8, for whom he foreknew, God knew you before the foundation of the world. And it said he predestined, he also predestined, he also predestined you to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, verse 30, whom he predestined, these he also called, whom he called, he also justified, and whom he justified, these he also glorified. So Lord, what are you saying? God said, I already knew the time was going to come when I was going to allow you to suffer. Oh, come on here. You see, we are so quick, people of God, to say the devil did this or the devil did that. That wasn't the devil. God said it was me allowing you to suffer that he can get the glory out of your life. You don't believe me? Turn to the book of Job real quick. Flipping your Bible to the book of Job. Hallelujah. 
flip on back to the book of Job. Chapter number one. Let's take a look at it. Hallelujah. Job chapter number one. I'm going to read for your hearing verse one through nine. Job was one that suffered for all that he did, all that he went through. It was worth it for him in the end. Job one, it says, there was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job. That man was blameless and upright, fearing God and avoiding evil. Seven sons and three daughters were born to him. His possessions were 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yokes of oxen, 500 female donkeys, and very many servants. This man was the greatest of all the people of the East. His sons used to go and make a feast in the house of each on his day and they would sin and call for their three sisters to eat and drink with them now when the days of feasting had run their course job sent and sanctified them he would rise up early in the morning and he would offer burnt offerings according to the number of them all because job said it may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Thus Job would do always. Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. Listen at this, y'all. And the adversary also came among them. And the Lord said to the adversary, From where have you come? Then the adversary answered the Lord, saying, From roaming on the earth, and from walking up and down on it. And the Lord said to the adversary, Have you considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a blameless and an upright man who fears God and avoid evil? Then the adversary answered the Lord, saying, Has Job feared God for nothing? And I shared this particular passage of scripture with you all on today, people of God, because many of you may feel right now that what you're going through, you're not going to make it. But I came by to tell you on today that it's going to be worth it for you. It's going to be worth it for you. Job went through a lot. It wasn't because he had done anything wrong. Stop feeling all the time every time you go through something that you must have did something wrong. God said sometimes it's that he could get the glory out of your life. Here, the devil couldn't even touch Job until he got, <laughs> he had to get permission, y'all, from God. Don't you think that the devil had to get permission from God before he brought on you your suffering? He had to ask God, can I try Apostle Myrtle? Can I try this one and that one? He had to get permission to do to you what he's doing to you right now. And if you read all through the book of Job, Job went through a lot. Even in the midst of your suffering sometimes, people say, you must have did something wrong. What did you do wrong? You know, you must have sinned against God. You must have messed up somewhere. His wife even told him, Job, why don't you just go ahead and curse God and die? Job had to tell a woman, you talk like a foolish woman. 
do talk like a foolish woman. And the very ones, Job's friends, that ridiculed him in the midst of his suffering, they were the ones that Job had to ask and pray for in the end. And when all was said and done, it was worth it for Job because God restored Job and he gave him double back for his trouble. Why not you? Job clearly had been called by God. Why not you? Have you clearly not been called by God? Did you, The Bible says in verse 8, Did you notice my servant Job? God asked the devil, did, while he was roaming to and fro, didn't you see this faithful one right here? That's why you have to have that transformed mind. Because otherwise you would look at your situation differently. Opposition for God to move. Whatever your situation is right now, it's not too hard for God. It is simply a testing of your faith, which is bringing endurance. It's growing you. It's stretching you. And the Lord said, I'm preparing you for your next. God said, it's going to be worth it for you. Wait on the Lord. Be still and be of good carriage. According to Joshua 1 and 8. Take your hands off of your situation. Take your mouth off of your situation. Stop trying to figure out the whys of why you're going through this, that, or the other. And trust God. Hallelujah. Trust God. Glory is about to be manifested in you. And you're coming out better. You're coming out more anointed. You're coming out ready. For what it is that God has for you. And you're going to be better. Than before. Hallelujah. I just want you to know today. It's going to be worth it. Weeping may endure for a night. But I hear the Lord saying. Even on this line today. Joy coming. In the morning. It's morning time now people of God. And you are about to receive. What it is that the Lord. Has to manifest in you. And through you, glory to God. And I want to leave you, I want you to hold on to this week, verse number 30 in Romans 8. Moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called, he justified. And whom he justified, he also glorified. Hallelujah. The Lord is about to bring you out in this hour that we are in. And all he's saying to you is to trust him. Hallelujah. If you're on this line on this morning and you're going through a situation and that situation may have you despondent, that situation may have you in Lodibar, that situation may have you thinking that, God, I don't know if you're going to do this thing or not. God, I don't know if I'm coming out or I'm not. I'm here to encourage you today. Wait on the Lord. And be of good courage. Hallelujah. I don't know about anybody else. But I don't mind waiting on the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Wait on the Lord. Hallelujah.
Thank you, Jesus. Sometimes in life you find that you get in a hurry, but when you have assurance, you don't have no need to worry. You can wait on the Lord. Hallelujah. Sometimes in life you find that you get in a hurry. But when you have assurance, no need to worry. You can wait, wait, wait on the Lord, and you'll see. He always keep His word. Johnson at iCloud.com. 
to wait on the Lord. It's going to be worth it for you in the end. Hallelujah. Believe he's gonna do it. 